Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. So happy to spend some time with you today, and I'm super excited about this conversation. You know I'm a little woo-woo. Not over-the-top woo-woo, but I'm definitely a spiritual universe, law of attraction person. I fully believe that what you focus on in your thoughts and your energy is what you will create more of in your life, meaning If you spend all of your thoughts obsessing about your problems or cravings or the aspects of your life you don't like, then all of your energy is eaten up by all those negative things. And there's no shortage of negative things to focus on in life. But if that's what you want to do, you're just going to make yourself feel worse. And on the flip side of that, If you spend your thoughts and energy recognizing the positive things, having gratitude, being of service to the people around you, then all of your energy is consumed in positive, feel-good things. This is why you hear so much about gratitude. (laughs) I know, I feel like everybody's kind of driven crazy with the gratitude talk and the gratitude lists, but it's no joke, you guys. It changes your life. So, Today's guest really got my attention in a few simple words. You're going to meet Sloan Fremont, host of the Create What You Speak podcast. And I want to share these words with you that grabbed me right from the page, from her website homepage. She says, navigating your reality to a place of success starts with taking control of your thoughts. This is what we talk about on every episode. Your thoughts are everything. So we are going to get into some great conversation about taking back control of your life and creating what you speak. Let's welcome Sloan Fremont. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited to have you. And I just want to dive into this because it's all the things that I love. But Mm -hmm. let's start with just really quickly, tell the audience a little bit about you and what you do. Well, as you said, my name is Sloan Fremont and I host the Create What You Speak podcast. And I started my show six years ago after I I was at at a breaking point with my life. Like I was... I guess you could say addicted to the negativity, right? Like negativity controlled my life. Negativity was all I knew. I didn't know there was any other option. And I got to this point where I was like, I can't do this. Like if this is living, if this is life, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do it this way anymore. And I call that time like my awakening where I I woke up to myself and I was like, you got to get a grip on yourself here, right? And so I went through... um, I, honestly, back then I didn't even know what I was doing. It was what I, like I said, it was what I called my awakening, but I just decided instead of focusing on what I didn't want, I focused on what I wanted every day, relentlessly having arguments in my mind day in, day out, exhausting conversations with myself, but I would not let up in three months. My life completely changed. I quit my job, sold my house, moved to Nashville, bought a new house, got a new job. Like I described that time as like my, the red carpet rolled out for me. And I was like, okay, I've lived this. I've done this. Now I want to tell other people about it. And so 
there, I have so many stories like that, but really it's, it came down to making a decision to take my own control back about my life and not giving up. You know, what I love about this too is, you know, for people with addiction, alcoholism, whatever kind of addiction, um, you know, we tend to feel like <laughs> we are the only ones that have these problems. Right. And one of the things, one of the reasons I've always been so public about my alcoholism and recovery is because I'm just a regular person, you know, yeah. and I have a lot of the stereotypical things, right? I have my fair amount of trauma and addiction in my family and all of that stuff, right? All the, all the pieces line up for sure. But to hear you as a person with no addiction, talking about being in this place because how you described that to me is exactly how we talk about rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And rock yeah. bottom, you have, and I always say I've had a million rock bottoms, right? I've had a financial rock bottom, a relationship rock bottom, my alcohol rock bottom. Like it's just a part of life. And that's what I really love about hearing you talk about that is really you're not a person with addiction. You have the same struggles. Like we yeah. all as human beings have the same struggles. Yes, I 100% agree. And I think that that feeling like it's only us having the problem, whatever the problem might be, separates us from from everyone and makes us feel even more alone. It's just me. I'm the only one experiencing this. Everyone else has it together, right? And that's like one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves is it's just us because that is absolutely not true. But when we're willing to, I, I think to me, it all came back to that choosing to take my control back. I think even first recognizing that I had control because there was so long that I lived feeling like I just floated along in the world and I was just a victim to whatever came my way. Right. And that, that I, I call when I did that, when I made the decision for myself, it was like, I, like the stake was in the ground and I was like, no more like no more floating around, like living my life on the sidelines, right? This is real. This is my life. I, I don't get to go redo this, right? I'm not, I don't know what I'm waiting for, but I guess I'm waiting for myself here because I'm the only one that's going to give myself permission for this. And taking that stand in, in deciding in, in, in the decision, there's so much power too, right? Because there was relief in that. There was relief that I was giving myself permission to live my life, to live it in the way that I wanted to, and stop making these excuses for why I was doing this or why I was doing that and, or why I wasn't doing this or that. And that, that power that I remember feeling in like explaining this to other people and people were like, well, I didn't know we could do that. Like whatever it was, right. Decide you want something and go after it. And, and I can even remember during the time when I moved to Nashville, like it, it was literally like I was playing like a game with the universe. Like I'm going to go really big and see what happens and then test the universe to see if I can, if, if, if I'll get this or, and then it almost became a joke because it was so easy, right? It was so easy. And I'm like, why did I do this to myself for so long? Like making this harder or making the excuses, you know, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, back to what you were saying about not having an addiction, but still having the same problems and that separation we do to ourselves and makes ourselves that makes ourselves feel alone and separate from everybody is one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves i think 
Yeah. And then all of the beating yourself up that you do. I remember doing this also in entrepreneur world, oh, yeah. right? Where I would listen to all my favorite entrepreneur people and they're talking about, you know, getting up at 4 a.m. Or somebody I listened to once got up at 3.30 in the morning to go to the gym, right? right. And I'm hearing all of this. And then I start setting those expectations right. for myself. Right. And really... One of the things with that comparison that we love to do with everyone else, one of the things is like you really have to get clear on what your vision for your life yeah. is. Yeah. And that was something in that entrepreneurship that I really had to get like, well, I'm listening to these people and then I want to beat myself up like, oh, what's wrong with me that I'm not getting up at 3.30 in the morning? <laughs> right. Like, right. why don't I have that drive or that right. ambition? Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I don't want it badly enough. Right. I'm not working hard enough. What's wrong with me? And then I started thinking about it and I was like, well, wait a minute. That's not even my lifestyle. Right. You know? <laughs> like, right. I don't this want person, that. Right? Yeah. yeah, right. I don't even want that. But maybe this person has like a job that they have to be at by 7 a.m. Maybe they have kids that they have to get up and get ready for school. So it's like I'm comparing myself. I don't have kids. I don't have a job. I mean, I work for myself, but you know what I mean? I don't have to yeah. be anywhere. Right. Um, and I'm comparing myself to these people with just totally different lives, lifestyles, and whatever. And then thinking that because I heard them say it a couple of times that they're like knocking it out of the park and doing it perfectly every single day of their lives. Right. Right. And it took a long time to get to the point that I was like, hold up. Like that's not realistic. Nobody is doing it every single day perfectly. Right. <laughs> like nobody does. I totally agree. And, and you know what I found along my way too is you've got to, like I take in information. I call it like I, I, I say it on the show too. take what works and leave the rest. Right. Because what works for one isn't going to work for other and it shouldn't. And I think we all, you know, we kind of grew up in this feeling that we all have to live these cookie cutter lives, right? That we all have to be doing it the same way. Another lie that we tell ourselves, right? And so what I found that works better, at least for me, is taking those pieces that work. So maybe the person that gets up at 3.30 also has some daily routine that they do or something, right? And that works for you. The 3.30 doesn't work for you, but the daily routine might work for you, right? right? So, okay, take the daily routine, take that. And then you listen to something else. Okay, this person does that, right? So that works for me. And then you start to piece together your your plan or your ideal life, like what you, what you vision, envision for yourself. Um, because trying to be somebody we're not trying to force ourselves to get up at three 30 in the morning when we're just simply not interested in that. I mean, we spend again, like you talked about at the beginning, spending that energy on the negative thoughts. In that instance, we're spending the energy on the exhaustion of not getting enough sleep or the beating ourselves up. Right. And we have to use our energy better. We have to use it wisely. We have to use it for what works for us, not what somebody else is telling us or some program we bought, you know, that tells you you have to do it in this way. Right. No, you have to, but, but I think part of learning what works for you is going through those experiences. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to use the word failure because it's not a failure. It's more of just a I tried that and it didn't work. You have to kind of understand, understand yourself in that way to be like, no, this works for me. I work better later in the night or I work better mm -hmm. on weekends or, or whatever that may, might be for you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to figure out your own way. Recovery is the same way. Like you have to figure out kind of your recipe that works for you. There are components that are necessary, but you can figure out how to implement those components however you want to. You yeah. know, it's not, it's not cookie cutter. So tell me a little bit more about create what you speak. Like yeah. talk about that philosophy for a minute for everybody. 
Yeah. And I thought really hard about what to call the show. I mean, I've had the show almost six years now and I went back and forth with a lot of names, but that create what you speak. Like we take for granted our words. I think we take for granted the power that our words have, not only the words we say in our mind, but then when they come out into the universe, right? The energy behind those words and the way the words make you feel, even the way the thoughts make you feel right. And so if we're, if we're constantly in that negative mindset, the belittling ourselves, telling ourselves all these negative things, right? There's an, to, in my opinion, in my experience in my own body, there's an energetic resonance behind that that is heavy, stressful, you know, all these kinds of negative emotions, right? If we can start to, because most people know what they don't want. We're very well versed in that, right? Most people mm-hmm. we spend day in and day out reciting all the things we hate and all the things we don't want. Well, what if we flipped that and instead started focusing on what we do want? And it doesn't have, I, I think when I've talked about this with people, sometimes it feels like it has to be this big grand gesture where you have to do all these different things. And honestly, it really starts with just noticing your thoughts and taking that shift taking that shift a little bit at a time. When you start, when your mind is wondering, it always happened for me in the car. When I, in my old job, I had to commute quite far, almost an hour a day. And that whole time in the commute is where those thoughts wanted to fire up. And they were just on this loop, on this loop, right? And if you're not aware of the loop, you're gonna, the loop will run and it will run your life. When you start to have the awareness and decide to take that back and change that loop, then you'll start to be like, wait a minute. And I remember one of the most fascinating things and I still, to this day, every day when I remind myself of this, that I don't have to believe everything I think. Like that was my blowing me. I'm like, yes. wait a minute, because I thought if I thought it, it was true. And I'm yeah. like, actually, no. And so when you start to, so this kind of stuff that we're talking about today doesn't require you to go take, take some course. It doesn't require you to spend a ton of money. It doesn't require hours a day in meditation. All it really takes is the awareness and the desire to do this for yourself and to be relentless with it on those days when your mind just won't quit. So yes, sometimes you have to step away from it, but that decision and that awareness to start flipping that script to, okay, I don't want this. And I've recited this for years of how I don't like this. What do I want instead? And that sometimes is confronting for people because people don't think they can have it. They don't know what they want. They're, you know, maybe something feels way too far off. So they, they don't even bother trying to think of what they want. But that to me is, that was the key to changing my life. That was the absolute key was deciding what I want. And I had all kinds of things that I did to, to, to work this into my mind. I would write lists down of what I wanted. I would write like, um, you know, envision my day, how I wanted my day to go, the kind of people I was around the house I lived in, the city I'd lived, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, I had post-its stuck everywhere. I had reminders on my phone. Right. And that's what I talk about that being at that, like, like I can't take myself anymore something has to change. And those were things that worked for me um, to really start to live, live differently, choose a different experience life differently. That's usually how I talk about it. I I experienced life different. I was the same person, but I was totally different because I took control of my own, my mind and my thoughts and in turn took control of my life. And using post-its and reminders on your phone, like 
this is so powerful because yeah. this is the action part. And so often you'll hear people who really feel stuck. Like yeah. you really don't know what to do. And it feels like because you're thinking about things so much, it feels like you're doing a lot, you know? But yeah. really when it comes down to it, are you really taking the actions? And that's what those things are, putting the post-it note wherever yeah. you need to put it. Or for me, it's usually in several places. Right. You know, or putting the reminder on the phone. It's taking a moment to make something that much of a priority that it's that important to you that you know you want to follow through with it. In my sobriety, it was going to meetings, right? Mm -hmm. That was my action where I could gauge where my level of commitment was. Was I getting up every day and going there? But it's the same thing in all of these smaller ways, right? Where it's not always getting up and going somewhere. But if it's important to me, I have to take those small actions to make it a priority and actually follow through on it. And it's such simple stuff. It is. It is. And you know, the other thing I love for this is vision boards. And I, I actually... Oh, you know, when I remind myself of vision boards, I like roll my eyes to myself, like, oh God, I'm not in high school, like cutting and pasting out of the magazines, you know, but that is another thing that literally still works. If you have a vision of what you want, I use this with, I bought my new car recently and, um, they were telling me no more cars, right? It's going to be six to nine months, you know, no cars, can't get them in stock. Okay. I made a vision board. A week later I had my car, right? I, and nothing was even like in the works. Like, um, like I had no clue that that was even going to happen. So when you visually get to see the words on a post-it, the, the pop-ups on your phone, a vision board of, of what you want, that visual, like I have my vision board now above my computer. So every day I'm looking at this every, and, and actually on my current vision board, I have three of the six things that are even on here. I haven't even had time to make a new one because these have happened so fast. And, mm-hmm. but so when you're constantly seeing this, your, your mind, like it's like your, un, your subconscious mind is picking up on this and it's, it's, it's like, it's working its way in there. Right. And it, to, that's how it feels to me. Like the science part of it. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how all that works. I'm not, I don't have a background in that, but I just have a real life background and what I know has worked for me, but I feel like it, it works itself in there. And it like, it starts to clear out some of that other stuff because when you're focusing on what you do want, there's no space for what you don't want, right? You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. changing that balance. You're, you're, you're having more of the positive and, and less of the negative. And you know, I've been at this like, I don't know, eight or nine years now, probably um, around there. And I mean, this isn't something where you just one day do it and, and, and you're, you're done or you're cured or you're never going to have a negative thought that no, that's absolutely not it. But you get more confident with it. You get more comfortable with it. You, you see in your own life and you experience your own results and you know, it's possible to keep doing it going forward. Cause I've fallen out even recently, I fell out and I felt like I'm not even living what I talk about. Like what's my deal, right? And I have to check myself and get myself back in check, right? But that doesn't mean I'm failing at this. That doesn't mean it doesn't work because I, I you know, I'm not hundred percent happy all the time. No, we're human. We're going to, life goes up and down, but it's that awareness and bringing it back. And I think once people experience this kind of change in their own life and you feel what that feels like, and you actually live it then it, it's not a foreign concept anymore. It, it's it's real yeah. and it's true and you know it can happen for you. And all you have to do is decide what it is that you want, right? And yeah. that could be a whole other conversation because like I said, sometimes um, people are afraid. People are afraid of what they want, don't think they can have it. They think they can only have the small portion of something and they want to try to settle for less. 
And I, you know, I always tell people, don't tell me what you think you can have. Tell me what you want. What do you want? Mm -hmm. What you want and what you think you have, you can have are often way, way far apart. Yeah. Not the same thing. I appreciate too that you talked about you falling off also because I just had a conversation with somebody the other day who is pretty newly sober and he had these expectations about this other person. Like, well, he's been sober this amount of time. I go, well, that doesn't mean you're no longer human. That doesn't mean you're fixed or you're perfect. Like I'm about to be 17 years sober. It doesn't mean I no longer have character defects, right? It doesn't mean that I'm not selfish sometimes or lazy sometimes or still use bad judgment or make bad decisions. Like I'm still human. Right. (laughs) And we have to allow ourselves that, right? We have to like, like we're not, what we're talking about here is we're not trying to like fix ourselves into some version of a, I don't know, something that's, um, doesn't experience all aspects of life. We will still experience all aspects of life, but it's what we choose to do with that now, now that we have a Mm -hmm. a different understanding and now we have had different experiences and also what we want, right? That, that I keep Mm -hmm. going back to that, what we want, because it's very easy to sometimes let these thoughts just run away, um, let old behaviors or patterns come in because they're, they're just the knee jerk reaction. It's the easier thing to do, but that, that doesn't get us, it gets us back into those old ways or those old things that we, we said we didn't want. So, Mm -hmm. you know, then I'll ask myself, well, do I really want what I say I want? Because I'm not doing the things that I say, right? And it goes back to what you talk about with those making the commitment like you do with the meetings, right? Like that commitment to yourself. And I think it's um, it's very easy for us to give up on ourselves and our own commitments when we're the one we should commit to first. Amen to that. And I have to do listen to these post-it notes and reminders in my phone. Like I utilize those tools for yeah. many, many, many different things. Right. You know, really with food a lot. Like I just recently, I think I'm about 10 weeks in that I gave up sugar. Mm. Uh, 10 weeks when we're recording this. I don't know how long that will be when everybody's <laughs> listening to it. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, coming up on a few months without sugar. And, and that took a lot of focus in the yeah. beginning because I'm definitely a sugar addict, right? And I am ice cream and gummy candy, gum, yeah. all the gummy candy, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew here as we're on this. So yeah, I know right? the sugar, like, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just had to post these different reminders around my house and And in my phone, it was reminders to have more protein because I know when I protein, my sugar cravings are less, you know, it's like, I want to make sure that I'm getting some protein. So I don't think about sugar so much, which then makes my cravings less, right? Then it's easier to get through those moments, even when I do think about it. But you know, the post-its around, I had to put post-its in my car because of course I love the drive-through and there's some really great (laughs) ice cream in certain (laughs) drive-throughs. So I wanted that reminder of this is not the life we're doing. Like this is the direction we're going now. This is the life we want. And I love your point too about recognizing it's so easy for us to recognize what we don't want. That seems so simple to have. We just so focus on the negative parts. This is what I don't want. This is what I don't like. I don't like how this feels. I don't want this in my life. I don't like my job. I don't like where I live. It's all, all the negatives. And one of the ways that I have used to kind of get more clarity on what I do want is like, I call it happiness by subtraction. I think my sponsor Mm. taught me this like years Mm -hmm. ago, but because it's so easy to recognize what you don't want, like just start there, right? Like when I knew I didn't want to drink anymore, then it was easy for me to start subtracting 
certain places I went, right? Bars. Like if I knew I wasn't right. drinking anymore, I'm not going to spend all my nights in bars, right? <laughs> right. I, I was a bartender, so I still had to go to work, but on my off nights, I wasn't going to go to bars. So it was easy right. to subtract that, right? Like there were certain people that I wouldn't hang out with, right? So it was easy to subtract those. But as I was subtracting, my picture got much more clear, yes. right? Like these are my safe people and my supportive people and my real tribe and the people that love me. And these are places that are good for me and comfortable for me to go and spend my time, right? Yeah. But it's a really good place to start. If you feel overwhelmed trying to figure out what you want, then start by subtracting what you don't want. Yes. I really like that too, because I think um, that, and when we're thinking about what it is that we want, as you talked about with saying, you know, I don't want this, I don't want that. And it's really easy when we start, you know, trying to like, it's like turning the ship, right? The, 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 the carnival cruise is going this way, but we want it to go that way. Right. So we're trying to really get it to turn and it takes some effort and especially in the beginning, but it, when we start to think about, okay, I don't want this. And then when, when we're thinking about what we want, it's really easy to then say, say that with a negative, still, still add the negative in there, right? Like you might say something like, um, like maybe you don't want, um, I'm trying to think of an example, like sugar, like you were saying, I don't want, you know, I don't want to eat what I, I want to eat healthy. And as you were saying with your pro, like the reminder to eat protein, you're not reminding yourself not to eat sugar. You're reminding right. yourself of the replacement of what you do want. Right. And right. so that happiness by subtraction and, and taking those, those elements out that I know these things don't work for me. And so these are the things that do. And, and one of the big things I think that surprised me when I first went through all of this was that, well, how quickly everything changed once I got really clear, but then also my reaction to how everything changed. Because for some reason, and I felt like that, I've talked about this so many times on the show because I felt like nobody talked about that period of change. Like nobody talked about when you're your old life and you have all these things that you don't want and you do some things to make some changes. And then you're kind of entering into this new life, right? You're entering into this new version of yourself. And for some reason, I felt like almost, it's ridiculous to even say, but in my mental image of it, it's almost like you just wake up in the new life and everything's okay, right? But that's absolutely not how it goes, right? You have the change where people might fall out of your life, right? You're not going to the same places that you used to go. And that can maybe make you feel left out or it makes you feel like, um, you know, people are thinking this or that of me or, or whatever. But that change, if you're, if things are changing in a positive way, you're doing it right. And it's okay to leave some of those things behind. That's the advice I didn't get when I went through all of this that I, that I, I spent a lot of time agonizing over. So I want anybody listening who is working through these changes and maybe you're feeling like you're coming up against something negative or even though you feel like you're moving in the right direction, because that's key, obviously you want to be moving in the right direction. Change is going to happen and that's okay. That's what gets you to the other side, to that piece that you want. And this is also where I love the faith in the universe, you know, yeah. for some people that's God or a higher power or whatever you want to call it, because listen, not everybody is supposed to be in your life forever. Right. Absolutely. Not, not every job is supposed to be forever. You're not going to move into one house and live there forever. Right. right? So there's always some of that transition. And I experienced this in, in my sobriety for sure. Right. I, it was a huge change, but also I've experienced this in a big way in 
entrepreneurship again, yeah. like in yeah. business, because not everybody can see the vision. Not everybody yeah. can see what you're doing and why you're doing it and how much time you're spending on it. And and you will lose people, right? Yeah. There, there yeah. are definitely, I had some very, very long-term friends that are not mm -hmm. in my life anymore because I think that those relationships were just coming to an end, right? We had served each other in whatever way, but having that faith in there is a bigger something going on. And like I yeah. say, I'm divinely guided at all times. Yeah. Having that faith allows me to sit back and go, okay, this is uncomfortable right now, or I feel a little lonely right now, and I would like to be more connected, or I would like to whatever. And knowing that it will come. Yeah. Just knowing that it will come and that, and if it's a, an issue in life that I'm struggling with and not about people, if it's some kind of issue, I know the solution will present itself. I just have to be in the right mind space to recognize it because it doesn't always look like yeah. what you think it's going right. to look like. Right. You know, so if something comes at me out of left field, now I go, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I need to pay attention to that. Maybe I need yeah. to respond to that email because it ended up in front of me for a reason. Right. And I just believe that we are all brought into each other's lives for a reason. And and then that means that sometimes there's going to be an ending to things yeah. also. So transition yeah. can be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's not negative. We don't have to right. put a judgment on it like, oh, this is a bad thing. I feel bad. It's more of that forward thinking of, oh, this is kind of exciting, right? Because yeah. when one thing's coming to a close, that means something else really cool is about to happen. Exactly. And I think that, you know, asking the question, because that happens a lot where we want something and we'll ask a question, like in maybe inside our mind, right? Like, how can I get this? Or why is that like that? Or wh whatever. And it's like asking the question, but then being open to the answer. And exactly in the, what you said about how maybe the answer doesn't come in the package I thought it was going to. And being like open to that and being willing to recognize that. Like even now, th this will, I'll, ask, you know, in my mind, I'll be asking something a couple of days later, something will present itself and I'll be like, ah, oh, dang, like, hmm, didn't expect that, but okay. And then you kind of like, just, it, it's not as, um, cause at first when I would do that and the, you know, it's like, I would know inside that that was the answer to my question, but I didn't want to accept it. Cause I thought it would be this way or that way, you know, or whatever. And I think we have to kind of let go of those expectations that we have about, life about the way things should be and let them unfold in the way that's like you're saying in that more like trusting. I trust that I'm not here, um, on this earth for constant negative things to happen, right? That like universal laws are in place. And I think if we're moving in the right direction, making the effort, doing the kinds of things that we're talking about, like absolutely everything is working in our favor. It's just being willing to open up to that, look at that in that way and, and have that trust that, you know, just because we can't see it doesn't mean something else isn't happening in the background. That's going to change our whatever situation, life perspective, you know, somewhere down the line. Um, we like to think we know it all, but we have like a pinpoint of information based on the, you know, the world. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I would love for you to touch on, and we've kind of been touching on it through this whole conversation, but really is that visualization piece. Yeah you know, really visualizing. And I talk about this a lot. It's a huge practice for me, but being intentional and taking a minute to visualize even how you want your day to go, how yeah. you want to feel. You know, if you're going into a difficult conversation or a, a tough 
project or a major deadline, like really taking a minute to think about this is how I want this to go. This is how I'm going to show up for this. This is what it's going to look like. Could you talk a little deeper about visualization and and I guess really as a, as a beginner, let's talk about okay. it from a beginner standpoint. Yeah. So I think with visualization, we get to do whatever we want with it, right? We're doing it anyway, all day. I mean, you're visualizing going to the store or driving down the road, you know, whatever you're doing, you're doing it anyway. Well, and all that negative stuff, right? That's all visualization exactly. too. When you're solely exactly right. focused on all the negatives, that's visualization too. Exactly. And so what the kind of visualization we're talking about is the, I call it more controlled visualization because we're directing how we want it to go. And it, that's an important distinction because visualization is happening. And if we're not aware of it, we're most likely not envisioning something that we want. So taking control, decide, you know, like we talked about focusing on, we want on what we want, having that, I even, and you don't even, it's not like you have to know, you know, a hundred things, right? Like maybe you pick two or three things, right. That you want in your life that you, you decide that you want to focus on. And so when we're ha- when we're in situations where we're going into a tough meeting or we're, um, you know, have an appointment that maybe we don't want to go to, you know, whatever it is taking that, because when we're, when we're going into these situations where they're difficult or, or we're perceiving them to be difficult or we're, it's not something that we want, we're like in this amped up energy, right? We're like on guard and like, um, you know, expecting the worst, like we're in reactive mode. But when we take the time to visualize, like you were saying, like before a meeting or, you know, a tough presentation or something, it, it instantly relaxes your body, right? You're, you're completely in a different energetic space. So you're more open, you're more, you're not tense, right? Your shoulders aren't up to your ears and you're not like, um, having that energetic reaction to the, to whatever you're entering into. So we take, you know, take a minute, you know, you re, you relax and you start to think about like, and your mind's going to tell you all the reasons why it can't go that way or, and, but this is where you go back to how relentless are you going to be with yourself? Are you going to accept that as the truth? Or are you going to say, no, I'm going to go this path. I'm going to go up. I'm going to have this presentation. I'm going to be very clear with my words. I'm going to, my, um, my ideas are going to come across. Everyone is going to be responsive. You know, you start talking to yourself in that way. And this is what I also had mentioned, you know, you can start right writing this kind of stuff out in, in a notebook, right? Just a simple notebook, a dollar a notebook from the dollar store, right? And you're just, you're, you're, it's, it's more than just, I'm going to have a good presentation, right? It's how do I feel during the presentation? How are people reacting to me? How, where am I standing when I'm doing the presentation? And, you know, when I did this with my job, it was, um, when I wanted a different job, I, I wanted a job where I worked with people who were supportive. I worked with my, I, I, my hours were these hours during the day, right? I didn't have a long commute. I, um, people, I could trust the people I worked with. We had, you know, social time together afterwards. I mean, this was a different life ago before I work from home now. So this absolutely would not be what I want right now, (laughs) but back then that was what I wanted. And I, I was very, um, I envisioned my, I put myself in the life. Like I put myself in that future version of myself. And I interacted with that future version of myself. I wasn't just randomly thinking various things. I mean, I, I put my body in my mind in that future version of myself. And you can do this with anything, right? You can do a future version of yourself tomorrow. You can do it six months from now, however you want to do it. But And that's a fun exercise, actually, because it's it, you, you can do whatever you want. It's your vision. Like, you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. And so, but again, you have the choice. Do you want to have a negative future vision or a positive one? And that's that's up to the person who's visioning. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And you can do it with big things, little things, every things you can do. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I would encourage people start with something small, 
Like yeah. it's something that you're not really that attached to. Like one thing that I used to do was um, a parking space when I went to the store. Envision mm-hmm. getting the front row parking space, the rock star parking, right? Do that a few times. And then it kind of comes fun. And every time you go to the store, there are parking spots there. You don't even have to really think about it anymore. So start small and do that kind of stuff. And then if, if this feels too much or if you're not sure, you know, how to, what it feels like for you, start small. And then you can kind of work your way up to those bigger things and it, because you'll start to get proof. You'll, you'll prove to yourself that it works and you'll prove, you'll get the confidence that you can do it. And that building confidence, I think, is so um, important to this process because your mind's going to try to tell you you can't, your mind's going to tell you it's a lie. It doesn't work that you and I have no clue what we're talking about because we're not in your life, but there is no difference. And that's what I wanted to say earlier when you were talking about, um, you you know, your experiences with yourself. I mean, I am no different than anyone else listening to this podcast. I Mm -hmm. absolutely am not. The only thing is I just kept doing it. I just didn't give up. That's the only difference. So anybody listening to this can do this. If you're listening to this podcast, it's for a reason right? This is maybe the, the, you know, maybe the kick you needed to, to start this. And even if you've done it before and maybe it didn't work out, right? Maybe you can try again in a different way with some of the things we've talked about today. Yeah. One of the small ways that I did visualization that was such a lifesaver for me was several years ago and I was in a relationship that was ending, right? So our household was a little tense, nothing crazy. We weren't screaming and yelling and fighting because I don't do that anyway. And he didn't either, but, but there was tension, right? It was uncomfortable. And yeah. I would, when I would pull in, I would just take a minute in the car yeah. and I would just take a few deep belly breaths and I would visualize walking in the door and how I wanted that to be. And not only how I wanted him to respond to me, but how I wanted to yes. be when I walked in the door, because we yes. love to, we love to also focus on everybody else's yeah. behavior, right. Yeah. And just let ourselves off the hook. But right. that visualization for me was a few deep belly breaths and and visualizing me walking in the door and being light and having a smile on my face and saying hello and seeing the smile on his face and him saying hello. I mean, it was every piece of it, right? But it was such a simple thing. And it just made a world of difference before I walked in that door, especially, like I said, in a time that was just really challenging for both of us. But it's just a simple thing that you can do. Yes. And I think your point about what we can do, right? These are things we can do because we can't control anybody else. I mean, as much as we want to, we want to place the blame on others. That's not for us, right? Ourselves is what we are in control of. And as we start to change ourselves, others around us will change because they're reacting to new energy that we're bringing forward. And the the more um, controlled version of ourselves with the visualization of what you want in mind instead of the opposite. Yeah. So fascinating and such a powerful skill and a great calming skill. You know, like we are uh, people with addiction or people, we have a lot of anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. so to have these little tools that you can use in a split second in every situation to really calm yourself from the inside out is huge. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me. This has been absolutely lovely. Um, The last thing I want to ask is, do you have any book recommendations for anybody that's really like that this conversation has been fascinating to them or they want to learn more? Do you have something that you could tell them to start with? I read so many books and my (laughs) library is in the closet in there and it's just overflowing with books. One that stands out to me that I remember from the beginning when I was going through all this was um, a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Mm -hmm. Do you know that one? (laughs) Yes, I do. Yeah. And 
that one to me, like, I just couldn't fathom this guy doing this and like being so like letting things happen in the way that he did. Like I, and I have his new book. I haven't gotten through it yet, but I just remember being fascinated by that. And the thing I found through this process and with things like this is you don't have to agree with everything or do everything or, but even reading about this stuff opens up different perspectives for yourself that you wouldn't have normally been exposed to. And maybe that's not today that you're going to do it, but you never know like the chain reaction of things that how that helps you later on. So that book for me was probably one of the, I I didn't agree with it or understand it when I read it, but I still like think about that book and his willingness to let go of control of feeling because that's something I still, you know, I'm working on within myself is that ability to to, to let go. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, thank you again, Sloan, for coming on and sharing with the listeners and for everybody listening out there. I will put all the links in the show notes. I'll link that book as well. So you guys can find Sloan right from your podcast app. And I hope you're having a fantastic day and I'll see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.